I do not like the smell of hell. I just want to go on record okay. and say this. I love the smell of a just burned match. Right. Um, but isn't that... No, sulfur, sulfur is, the is egg, egg smell. Sulfur is eggs yeah. and burning souls. I don't okay, know Okay, let's what go the, back to that for a hot second. What do you mean burning souls? What are you talking about? I'm talking about hell. Do Jews not have hell? Heaven and hell? A, Jews do not have hell. Well, then B, you don't know. if we did, we wouldn't tell you that it smells like shitty eggs. C, it would be a place that you could work your way out of with be good, be kind, do You're good, show so love. false. No, no. That your your pretend ideas about the not afterlife are so wrong, <laughs> and I'm here to tell you why. It absolutely smells like sulfur in hell, and you don't want to go there. And the reason it smells like sulfur is because that's the s- smell of a burning soul. Everyone knows this. Everyone knows this. Yeah, your list of common knowledge things are both Everyone are neither knows common this nor knowledge. I am not common. The knowledge is common and everyone knows this this is beyond debate everyone knows the smell of hell i am (laughs) i am prepared to debate this as it is not common nor knowledge fuck's sake all right i'll have to call in all my devil friends and they'll explain it to you they'll they'll slowly talk you through the seven cantos of hell you could read a literature you could find it in the books it's out there. The world knows. And if because someone wrote it down, makes it true. Don't you know a- this? Again, well, I didn't read a tweet about it, so it didn't Don't really happen. Don't come it at me with TikTok. your facts. I'm telling you. <laughs> hell oh, wait, smells wait, like sulfur. All right. I didn't realize facts were out. I'm yeah, sorry. That's right. That's right. I'm with you now. It's the fact. Facts are it's out. It's the fact that originated in my gut based on the flora so, that leaks from that general area. So the answer is, I with no evidence whatsoever, Correct. I know for a fact. Correct. Just say it. I love it when you say it. Well, I do have some evidence because I have visited hell, but I got to get out. You know why? Because I'm too good for that fucking place. And it's stinky. It smells like sulfur. Can you just say it for me? <laughs> Come on. Look it. I feel like just say it. I feel like there's disbelief and mistrust in your voice when just you say it for when me. you counter my views. But I'm here to tell you, I know for a fact, without any evidence at all, that hell smells like sulfur. It's a fact. Thank you. I appreciate you. Is it really the thought that counts? Petey's greatest adventure and today's latest episode of Hey Amy, What's Cooking? All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Do, 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 do. Yeah, that one was a little dramatic. I do apologize for that. I got caught up. I don't know what happened to me. Like the drama. Drama, drama, ling long. Drama, lama, ding vi- dong. I love it. Sha- shama, lama, drama, long. That's a, oh, hey, as long as there's a long in there, I'm in. Shama, lama, long, duck, dong. <clears throat> hey, Melissa. Hi, Aim. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm going to stick with that. That's three I'm of gonna them. I'm going to stick with it. I'm convincing myself that I'm going to stick with it. It's pretty good. Gonna go You've seen good. that T-shirt gonna... that says, I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's I'm fine. fine. Everything's the fine. world's burning around me. It's fine. We're fine. It's all fine. <laughs> it's fine. This is fine. Yes. This is fine. Everything's good. <laughs> I like that shirt. I like that. Oh. Hey, Amy, guess what? I won't guess. Tell it. I will. Speaking of shirt, oh. I, um, I put a post on my page. I think it was my page and not Brilliant Observations, which... I think might have been a flaw in marketing <laughs> now that I'm We're super speaking pros, it out loud. Guys, as you can tell. As you can tell. <sighs> so I gave blood with my husband this week, last I week, the week. And um, we did it as like a couple's thing. It was kind of fun until oh. I noticed that on the, what do they call it? Canteen table. Good Lord. They call it a, it a bat- canteen. They do. They do. The table you go to for what used to be Lorna Dunes now held a bag of raisins. That's that's the time for you to flip that table over and spill all the blood. That is absolutely one of my blood back. That's super. That's an insult. Against what is that? Humanity. Raisins. What is? The, Come on. Yeah. What is the place of raisins in society today? Can we discuss this for one second? I, I, you, I you know what? You raise a good point. They don't have one. 
They really just should be stopped. It's already taken something yes. that's pretty good and then make it less than. And plus, put it in a box or a bag that's waxy. <laughs> it's gross. There's no good use for this stupid shit. Even raisins oatmeal have no raisin purpose. cookies. Well, even oatmeal raisin cookies are made that much better, which I love, are made that much better with chocolate chips. So fuck you, yeah. raisin. It's time for you to The just... ultimate substitution. I say this, though, but I do I do have an affinity for the, the I was going to call them queer. Oh, my Lord. I hope they are. For the LGBTQ raisins. Those are my favorite. The, the raisins of many colors. Those are my favorite raisins. Currants and don't make faces currants and golden raisins mm, they're so fucking weird and they're delightful you remember the story i told on pod before about how stewart aspirated on a crazen <laughs> <laughs> and we have a new show title uh <laughs> when stewart when aspirates he wanted on a crazen our kids were little and they were I do, eating I do, these I do. They cookies. spit their pellets into a jar. Right. Because good for God. Okay. And then Stuart said, there must be some water in that bottle. Just give it to me. I said, no, no, no. He drank it and he drink it, choked drink on a craisins. Spit juice from leftover re- he didn't care. redesicated he craisins is not the way to go. He was so parched. He didn't care. I This week, I got a text from him that said, what have you done? <laughs> You did it again. <laughs> and that could be anything in our I history together right. over 20 years. It could be anything. I, you know, honestly, I thought I had to wait for a minute. It's like, which, which one? Because it's not. <laughs> it could be anything. could be anything. Oh. So he sends me a picture of a tiny little eyeball that had a string coming out of the back of it. Ew. And he said, I just seriously choked on this. He ate an eyeball? It was a plastic eyeball that was in one of Frankly's toys. Frankly pulls all the eyeballs out of every beanie baby that you've ever had. He just destroys everything he can before he gets to right, the shoes right. to but destroy here's, them. Here's two things before we continue. Number one, the dog knew not to eat it. <laughs> so he spit that so, shit out. So the second part is what is wrong with Stuart? So it must have been next to where he makes his iced coffee or it must have somehow fallen in his like hydro flask of, of iced coffee. And once again, he got too comfortable while drinking. Sweet Jiminy <laughs> Jesus. You don't just grab random shit from the counter and dunk it in your coffee. Every 10 years or so, he gets cocky oh. and just drinks wild with wild abandon. He just this drinks. This is what every befalls ten- those who reject <laughs> carbs. <laughs> no, so he's had carbs. He's, he is. He is in some sort of a um, some sort of a debilitated metabolic state where he's a, that's a food. That's a food group. That's a food. That's a food group. I can eat that. That's why he doesn't know what he's doing. Eat a piece of bread. That's definitely what I actually. I say cookie. Uh, I say it all day, every day. Um, but I will tell you, I'm not one of the dogs. Cooking. Well, first I'll tell you, I posted this picture with him on my Facebook and immediately everybody wrote, yeah, yeah. Nice that you're giving blood, saving a life. Go fuck yourself. Where'd you get that t-shirt? <laughs> and I thought, Aww. hey, hey, blood, three lives per pint. Come on. And I also te- test your antibodies and I am shocking. You're not going to believe this. I'm negative. Yeah. I, Me? Negative? Never. But isn't that like a double negative? You don't have any antibodies. So you're positive body. You body positive. Right. Good for I've you. I've never been body positive. That's amazing. I'll take it. I love your interpretation. See, That's amazing. So I want to let you know, dear listener, you can get the t-shirt that I was wearing. And the t-shirt, just so you know, says... Be kind, because you know who I am. And then in a tiny print just below, be kind, it says, of a bitch. <laughs> because I am kind of a bitch. It's a delightful So shirt. it was a huge hit. And I want to let you know, it's made by Brilliant Observations. Hello. And you can, you can go to tpublic.com, T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C, public.com, and you, too, can own. You really can. A be kind of a bitch t-shirt. You, you can get, get it in. That's right. 
You can get it in long sleeve. You can get it in short sleeve. You can get it in a sticker for your computer. You can get it in a burlap sack. You can you can wear it on a plane. You can wear it on a train. You won't do any of these things, of course, because all those those shut down. But you could get the special shirt and have it. And wouldn't that be fun? And it's another way for you to and, uh, feel aligned with us, which we know is really your life's work on this planet. So if that's your mission, we would love to see it. So take a picture of yourself wearing a t-shirt you haven't yet purchased and put it on Instagram and tag us. Put it on, oh, at Listen Brilliant. Put it on Twitter, Listen Brilliant. Look, I'm getting all the tags done at the beginning of the show. So I like we could it. Just Get out of the way. I like it. See ya, see ya, wouldn't want to be ya. Um, and then... Brilliant Observations on Facebook. You can find us there. Or Brillab Squad, our, our special tiny group that <laughs> anyone can join. Growing every day where we put in yeah. fancy extra content and keep the conversation lively. It's wonderful. Yes. Join us. So I put that out there and you said everything's closed. But this man that I married who choked on an eyeball. And I, I have to tell you, I have, I mean, things in the country have been kind of fucked. So I've been like off kilter. But when he sent me a picture of that tiny eyeball in his enormous hand that he choked on. I laughed so hard. I might have wet myself just a little. Uh, and I felt terrible about that. But because what does that say about me as a person that I found such joy that he choked every 10 years? So I think he's good for 10 years. I love it. But he is he is currently, you said everything's closed. He is currently on his way home from Florida. Oh, because he flew he flew out and the next day he packed up everything that's ours and or special to us that he could fit in one suitcase and then flew home this morning. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You got there's a minute and I want you to wait for it. So I'm waiting. Please hold. You. you, okay. It sounds to me like there's been some movement in the Florida home department. And I think that you owe it to our viewers. They, they do stare at their phone when the thing plays. To our viewers. Silly. To tell them, what the fuck is happening, Melissa? I think we sold our Florida place. <gasps> and I say I think is because I'm always cautious. I'm, I've seen shit fall through up until the day of when we sold a house and somebody said, I want you to seal the chimney. Before I because sign I'm this. Because I'm going to light a sulfur fire in the base <laughs> of the chimney and expel the demons and then breathe in the fumes. Yeah, I don't know what that is about. And we, we looked at them with a tilted head like a dog who just heard a fart and just like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, seal it? What, what? Like, I just couldn't imagine. So we have a buyer. The buyer wants all of our furniture, all of our everything. They want it turnkey as a vacation home. And we have a closet down there that just has really like some of our clothes. And at one point, my parents who live on the other side of Florida from us drove across state to visit us and brought us like uh, my baby shoes. Oh, what? What? Okay. okay. Uh, Thanks, mom. (laughs) What what do I do with those? Do you have your kids baby shoes? Baby shoes. My children have shoes. They're from (laughs) North Carolina. (laughs) Shoes. That's from city folk. That's some rich girl shit you're talking. (laughs) Shoes. Yeah. All of our silver spoons are not at our second home. Uh, We keep those in the family vault, the crypt at the bank. It gringots. Yeah. And it takes three special wand flicks to be able to get in there, and you got to ride past a dragon. Yeah. I think my mother had bronzed baby shoes. That was a thing. Of course she did. That's right. Do you know from that? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there are bronzed ones. And then these <laughs> tiny little leather baby shoes that clearly, if I ever wore them in the first place, I never walked in them. <laughs> they were never walking shoes. They Come were on. sitting we, shoes. The only thing that we really do have is we have the, the baptismal gown, which is uh, when babies are baptized, boy or girl, you put them in this in this long white gown, effectively. And you're holding the kid anyway, so it's one of these things. Boy, girl, doesn't matter. Put him in it. And we call ours the Stanley Cup because everybody has been in the same one. And every time okay, you get a kid in there, question. you embroider their initials into it. So it's Aww. got the long list of everybody who and all my, all the, everybody. So 
That's nice. So you're going to pass that down to your boys. Well, we they... all use it. So I don't know who's going to end up having my parents have it. Oh, the whole family. Everyone. Uses it. Yeah. This is it. That's you. That's you're in it. You're in the club. Right. That's the first thing we do. And then the next thing we do is we we light the demon fire and expel all of the Satan demons to the sulfur town. You, we were having this conversation before about hell not smelling like sulfur. It fucking smells like sulfur. We you don't know, know that. that. We know it. We have the baptismal gown. It's to ward off the devils and push them back to the sulfur smelling hell. I know it. I'm so more interested. Jews, I'm more interested. I don't want to hear about Jews. I don't want to hear about bronze shoes. But if we don't get baptized. I want to hear about your crackhead husband who thinks he can put all of your worldly second home possessions into a lone suitcase. He did. Whatever happened to the giant cardboard box and a little something we like to call ground shipping. Yeah, we didn't do any of that. Um, what we did was we took a comforter that we were keeping and we wrapped everything that was fragile that we cared about. Everything else, we were singing the Frozen song, Let It Go. Like we really just have to, what's important, let it go. I, I don't ever want to fly to Florida again, although I have elderly family who lives there, but we'll figure it out. I was the, My biggest concern is the fact that he was in an airport. And that really freaks yeah, me mean, out in these. We're getting there. We're getting there next. I'm just more fixated on the, the stuff. Yeah, so he's coming home with that bag. He's on his, actually, he's on his way home right now. He just texted to see if we wanted a bacon, egg, and cheese on his way home. He must good, be starving. Good, I'm glad he's no longer he, eating the dog toys. It's time for some real food. The dog's dog toy eyes. Uh, he had his second uh, vaccination before he left. So I figured that's great. If you get the chills and you get all that shit, could you get it somewhere else that I don't have to be a part of it? And then fly home all done. So he's going right to the decontamination tent in the basement like he does when he goes to work to shower off whatever has touched him. But I've also heard that people who've had the vaccination have also gotten the virus. Because if you think about the flu, you have a flu shot, you still get the flu. It's just not as bad. So that's something that's a possibility out there too. I don't like the fact yeah, that he's bringing home... I'm no, he can still Shit transmit it us. all day long. Even if he can, I don't, right. it, he's not 100% cleared and never to get right. it again. He can get it. Um, it's dramatically less likely that he will get it. And when he gets it, it the, I think the point of the virus is to eliminate with 90% effectiveness your risk of death. So that it is it is right. about the severity. So, I mean, he's he has the highest level of protection that anybody has. And just yesterday, I was sitting and chatting through two open car windows, a parking space apart, to one of our friends, happens to be a doctor. He's a urologist, so he's no specialist in pulmonary care, what have you. But he's had to come in and consult on a wide... boy, does he know about penises. On a wide number of patients that are having downstairs problems at the same time that they're dying and they're you know or not and so he's having to figure out what and he's like here's how we're going to do it and this is you don't have to worry about my piece leave the stone alone right just get him breathing it like we're fine this is not going to interfere with whatever you're doing like it's that sort of a situation and he really was just singing the praises of he said the two things more important than the vaccine because the vaccine's not even really here yet the two game changers with this virus have been remdesivir and steroid use because when administered early and in a large scale like when you get a huge dose very early on it's a game changer and he goes that and there's now a vent setting that Everybody who uses vents knows that there's a particular specialized vent setting that must be used. And that is also a dramatic, uh, has had a dramatic saving effect on people who find themselves in that terrible situation. So I've, I've had too many people who I know and love and care about die from this fucking thing. I love all these advancements, but it also starts to feel a bit like that thing in in code breakers or whatever that that where they figured out what the Nazis were using their special secret code and it's like yeah we figured it out and now we get to wait for a whole Today. bunch of other people to die because we can't tip our hand yet like it's just being at the tail end of something and it's like I'm so fucking close I'm so fucking close to the end of this thing and that's when we get it so anyway being on an airplane it's a little scary even with all of his protections giving up your I, I don't want to you know conflate the two things because they're totally not the same but 
also getting rid of your second house. That's that's kind of sad. It's not really scary, but it's it's it's, it's sad. It's a loss in the same way. That I'm sure he cried at some point. I'm sure he teared up watching his last sunset last night. Aww. He moved the camera outside in case I wanted to see the sunset with he's him so last sweet. night. That's nice. Um, but in his head, I think he's switching gears to find take this this little purse of money that we hopefully will run into after we pay off fucking everything and make no profit uh, and and move it towards a <clears throat> Jersey Shore house. So someplace that's close enough for us to drive to, bring the dogs, not have to pay four grand for boarding in addition to mortgage. I, I think that it's more reasonable, but I think the conflict he and I are going to have is I want to wait for the right house and I think he wants a house. So I'm going to have to find fault in reasonable fault in all these other things. <laughs> I'm going to have to be like, no, that one has a, f- a fire engine that lives right next door that goes off every eight hours. Is that what you'll be? Like a- I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. One of the the frustrating seesaw up for some, down for others reality of the economic situation we're still living through is that. There are probably a lot of people who cannot keep their beloved perfect for them house. And oh, I hate to take advantage of that, but it's, it, no, it's, it's so I, I think there's going to be a lot of options on the market and I don't think you'll have to wait as long as you anticipate for the perfect house, unless somewhere in your brain, you're already hardwired to think there is no perfect house. I don't want a house. I'm just going to delay this. I really don't want it. It's got to be perfect, perfect, perfect because perfect doesn't exist. You could be, you could be doing that because you don't like sand. No, no, I definitely want, I want that for him. The The issue is, you know, those towns where the houses are so close together that yeah. they're like on top of each other pretty much. And you either love your neighbor, you hope you love your neighbors because you know everything that's going on in their lives. Because when they sit on their porch in the morning to have their coffee at sunrise, they're there too. And you hear the spoon stirring, you hear them having a conversation. And I'm not sure if I've told you this before, but I'm a yeller. <laughs> And I have a foul mouth. So if I'm in the kitchen and I yell, who the fuck left their sneakers on the whatever, everybody's going to hear it. And Stuart's going to freak out because he doesn't like anybody knowing his business, which is why he's thrilled his wife has a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Sorry. Oh my God! Yeah, he, well, he must anyone. not. He, no, you shouldn't tell anyone. Yeah, that's fine. That's a good move. He doesn't tell part. anyone. Well, here's the reverse problem you haven't even thought about yet. In addition to your own, you know, familial mortification, you get the fun little tidbit of the parade of renters who are not just your familiar spoon scrapers, but you know the two who are in from South Wash Dubuque who have come in for the weekend to bang it hanging over the porch railing. So you can see, and they're waving. I think that would be fun. I think that's exciting. It's super not. It's not. Strangers having sex is not sexy. It's just not. It's gross. I don't know. Let me stop it. What in the... No. How do you... I don't know. Okay. This isn't Pornhub. I mean, not... No. You got to picture people (laughs) who you would take an extra step back if you were sharing the entire cavernous produce department with these people. And now you want to see them, you know, ass akimbo, zero clothing. Uh, What is it? In, in, what is it? In flagrante delicto. Is that the, I forget the full proper. Why do they have to be offensive They're cornhole doing it. Why do they have to be pretty? They're fucking on a porch that they rented. I love, I love how we're arguing over this completely hypothetical situation in, I don't a, know. in a town I think that, that would you be... have no ownership in. Okay. I think that would be super amusing is what I think. And it only lasts that weekend because they, or a week, whatever. But that's, do you remember that week that that Well, it Wisconsin... was amusing. There was a nude photo shoot or like a nude um, play. I don't know what that was happening a couple of rooftops over one time when I was visiting Crit Mark. And that was fun because we could see them. I mean, they were out there with like a lighting kit and everything else. It was too cold to be naked. And they were super doing whatever they were doing and filming it. And so we were zooming in with our phones and it's like, oh, look, there's naked people a couple of buildings over. <laughs> but I don't feel like if they started inserting things that it would have been funny or something that I wanted to observe. It's gross. Really? I don't know. You, yeah, how, do you, know. how do you not know? I don't know because it's not, if it were the people who live there and they did it all the time, I would be like, dude, could you, I don't know, p- 
put up a tarp? Could you go inside? I have kids here. But if it's like a random rental kind of thing, uh, hey, I kids, think that's funny. Hey, kids, sunrise. Hey, kids. <laughs> hey, kids, blowjob, front porch. I, I think it's funny is what I think. Or I would start stirring <laughs> Look, my kids, coffee dolphins, really loud. Dolphins. Look, oh, it's a 69, <laughs> kids. Come on. Yeah, that's what he'd really Only like, a water coast. view, yeah. not a porn <laughs> view, <laughs> a water view. Ew. Yeah, gross. What? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not as offended by you are as people. I'm not offended by people having sex. Have all the sex you want and you can Sounds do that like where are. I'm not watching you do it. I don't want to watch other people go to the bathroom. I'm not offended that they go. I don't know how you can equate taking a dump with getting laid. They're just so different. It's I don't not know how you s- can equate watching someone taking a dump with watching porn. It, it, it's, I mean. Maybe, I'm not. I'm just trying. You are. No, <laughs> I, I don't. It's not about whether they're enjoying themselves, whether they're free to do it, whether I enjoy myself when I do it. I don't want to witness what you're doing. I don't want to follow you into the dressing room at Macy's and watch you try on nylons. There's a lot of things I don't need to see. It's just like I don't need to see that. Either. I don't need to see Look, it. But in the same way that as you're passing a train wreck, you I don't or look. a car accident. I look away. I don't look. I wonder if everybody's okay. And I look and and when Chuck and Susie are banging on the whatever. I want to make sure everybody's okay, I guess. I don't know. It's public service. You're concerned for their welfare? I'm doing it for them. Chuck, Chuck, (laughs) let me me advise you. Move your finger a little little more rapidly. Chuck, I think it would last longer if. It's just for Susie's welfare. It's, It's the greater good. I'm just concerned. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's intriguing to me because... I don't have an end to this sentence. <laughs> I, I, I'll say it like this. There, there are times where I absolutely get swept up in the planned, scripted, highly stylized uh, narrative telling that leads into sex. Yeah. I, you know, Benjamin Button, when they're getting it on, those are two beautiful people having a beautiful act. Yeah, fuck, that looks great. I you know, think of lots of different movies. I'm sure there's porn that fits the same bill. Well, Bridgerton just, is out right just now. Just when you, I've started to watch it. I can't fucking even watch it. My God. Three times I have tried to, oh I've God, been saving so it good. and savoring it. And I've started it three times and I have fallen asleep all three fucking times because it is super boring and not great. So I'm going to try it again. I'm going to try it again. It feels like, uh, the McDonald's version of Jane Austen. And I mean, I like Jane Austen, so I'll, I'll do it again. And I like McDonald's. So maybe I just, maybe I just, I'll say, I'll say this to you. And I don't know if this is going to be a good one. How do, what are your thoughts on Thor Ragnarok? Loved it. Okay. I hated that movie and I fell asleep and it was this, and, and my children are here to tell you, and they are massive marble, Frank, marble. They're marble fans. They love marble. <laughs> They're marble mouth fans they of marble. They are massive, <laughs> massive nerd geek out, get into a fist fight and a 16 TLDR page bullshit post about all the different ways they know the shit inside and out. And this is by far all of their favorite. They're like, mom, this is the canon. This is the best. This is the perfect. Mallory loves it. She thinks it's yes. the, yeah, it the is, it is of- the iconic. And I'm like, it is so stupid, boring, dull, awful. I can't handle it. I fell asleep at least five times trying to get through it. And I would always fall asleep in the same part. It was like, it just couldn't do it. And finally, and then I would That's always try crazy. to pick it. It was horrible. And then once and only once, I forced myself, like I was like, I'm not going to fall asleep. I would punch my leg. It's like driving a long journey. And you're like, you stick your arm out the window. Like I'm doing it. I'm fucking committing. And I got over that hump of whatever that part was. And then it like clicked. And it was the fucking funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I adore it. And now I watch it all the time. So I'm hoping there will be a similar Bridgerton moment. But for now, it's like, are you fucking kidding me? It's so juicy. It's so good. It's I'll more try Gossip again. Girl than Jane well, Austen. I've never it's... seen Gossip Girl. I've never seen any of these shows ever. None of them. So, not nine hundred two one zero. Not the OC. Pick any one. None of them. That's fine. <laughs> what what really throws me is you haven't seen any of those shows, and yet you rewatch when you have season after. Like you've never seen Grey's Anatomy, and you have sixteen seasons. No, I've frankly to- it's homework now. I have to watch Grey's Anatomy. I've told you I got the master class. I'm really. I can't endorse it highly enough. Shonda Rhimes is on there talking, talking, talking. And one of her 
practical pieces of information is to share scripts and the story Bible and all this stuff from Grace and from Scandal and to compare the two and part of her homework. And it'll be interesting if you didn't know this, you probably could tell just by being a fan of hers. Her idol is uh, Sorkin, Aaron Sorkin. Well, yeah. And she did. Everybody's idol. Well, but I wouldn't put her in the, she, you know what I mean? I I feel like she's sort of. Right. They're totally, they're not similar in their tone or manner. cerebral. Right. But the things that she learned from him, she, she interpreted in her way, you know, making your characters smarter than anybody in the room and that's, or anybody at home and not worrying that they're smart, not worrying about dialogue and blah, blah, blah. Lots of that stuff. But what's very interesting is that what she did with his work is she, she got her hands on all of his scripts, on all of his original work notes everything else read it read it read it memorized it broke it down reorganized it got her head all the way into what he was doing mapped it out diagrammed it and then went back and rewatched all the shows and broke it down exactly like moment by moment frame by frame and she wants you to do that with hers too so that you can see this is how something went from the germ of an idea into and the frankly the idea for Grey's Anatomy was not Grey's Anatomy she had another show that she was desperate to get produced and nobody would produce it and she loved it loved it loved it and then um it was absolutely what she wanted to do was where her heart was she heard and did research to learn that the head of the studios were looking for a medical drama so she changed her characters around changed the plot line to be a medical drama kept all the other pieces that she loved and that became Grey's so it my point to you in doing this is she is methodical in what she's doing and in breaking things down for a reason and having it move at a fast clip and delivering pieces that people love and all this. So now I have to go back as part of this understanding process and watch the show that probably is not going to have the tingle for me that it does for you. Tell me, tell me what shows from 16 years ago are still going to be relevant. The jokes that are, that are topical are not going to be funny. The things, it will. The, I'm telling you it won't hold up. Parts of it I'm might. I'm telling you people rewatch it now over and over and over because of the relationships, because of the people that with whom they have spent but they have years. a relationship with them. Going back. Which you will have. But I'm trying to say, you don't go back and watch Cheers season one, episode one now and get hooked and fall in love with Cheers. You don't go back and, and watch Friends if you never But it's not a comedy like that. You, so, okay. You can't right. compare the two. It's not a comedy like that. It's, it's, a, <clears throat> it's a soap opera. There are people that you will jump right into and well, care about immediately. Well, I have to do it. It's a requirement. So we'll see. But I'm, I'm not anticipating. Oh, I love that it's your homework. I'm not anticipating a fun time. Bridgerton, on the other hand, those people, I see them on the internet and they look good and they don't have a lot of clothes on. That's a check, check. That checks out. Just do it. I'm ready. I hate to Nike you, but just do it. Hey, don't you have a kid who is away right now? I do. I super do. On a defensive racetrack? I don't know how defensive it is. It's awesome. He's, he's, I'm seeing the videos. What have you heard? They wet down the track. Well, they put him in a, they put him in a classroom Here's how it's going to go. Yak, tack, 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 tack. Put him in cars. That's it. Here's your car. He's in some S series, whatever. All BMWs. It's at BMW. So it's, it's at the Mecca. They put him on the track alone in the car. You have an instructor in your ear. And evidently. Oh, not in the car. No, and the instructor has some sort of control over the car remotely. So okay. they can do some level of something. I don't, I'm sure. Intervention. People know. I don't. In any event. So, and his dad's with him. Stands on the side. And videotapes the whole fucking thing. He's not allowed anywhere near it. So he has to, so you see the, and he's going around the, the turn of the loops. It's like a figure eight portion of the track. And you, the engines are revving. The track is wet, 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 wet. They've wet it all down. He spins out. He regains control of the car, drives around faster the next time. Does oh Goes God. around the turn in the back, is fishtailing, and he's going, Wee! around and all the the water's flying up and then there's another kid in the class um who's in front of him who continually drives off the track and like sprays of dust and like gets in all these troublesome situations it's so frustrating because I'm, I'm sort of like i wish you had somebody really good in front of you so you could follow them instead of this person who keeps fucking wrecking fucking it up. and then because he and but the interesting thing is he has to keep practice this emergency braking so he doesn't run into this other person <laughs> Oh, so, okay. That's good. Today's today's day two. It's a two-day thing. And today evidently is hot rod day. So the first day was about sort of practical defenses. And then today I think they're going to, the whole idea is you're going to go on a straightaway and then slam on the brakes and they want you to spin the car in a circle. Like all this crazy goofy stuff they're going to do. Yeah, that it's really amazing. unsafe. Super unsafe. Can't wait. Love it. Love it. <laughs> 
Well, they wouldn't have it if it were completely unsafe. I mean, <laughs> did you sign the insurance waiver? My, my, you... plan, my plan is after people come home intact with a big smile and they say, watch what I did. That's when I will watch. Like, otherwise, I don't need, I don't need. Our, our sweet, beloved friends have the worst luck with internal organs with their kids. Every time they go away, they had their kid go away this weekend again, appendicitis. Second one, two kids. The first kid went away with the mom. Hey, I'm not feeling well. Oh, you're a drama king. Go back to bed. It was actually appendicitis. Emergency appendectomy the next day while traveling. That's when you feel like the best mom ever. Kid number one, kid number two. Yeah. Unfucking believable. Missed the whole event that they painstakingly traveled. It's one of these... One of these, you've earned your spot in this national position. Let's go and show it. Show Whoa, us what you got, kid. Honey. What he's got is here's my my appendix. Here you go. Take it out. Fucking shitty. You say it because it's after the fact, and everybody's okay. We're breathing up and down, smiling. I think they have to fucking get on a plane too. That'll be great fun. So awful, fucking awful planes. How did how you're probably more anxiety ridden about the I'm air travel out. than El Hubbo. Yeah, he's fine. I'm freaking out. Uh, but it's not the plane. The way they filter the air in the plane and the way they put one person per row gives me a little more confidence. I gave him wipes to wipe down everything. He said, you're not eating or drinking on the plane, please, because I don't want your mask coming off. He had an N95 and a second one over it. He had goggles. Like, he was covered. Um, but that airport is fucking disgusting in general, not to mention in days of COVID. And he said there was nobody there either. So... I'm trying to sedate myself with carbs, um, with no raisins. And I think that, I think once he goes into the basement and showers and tells me that the side effects from the second vaccine and everything's fine, I need to forget about it. Cognitive dissonance. I need to put it in a box and push it down deep and hide it away. Turn it off like a light switch. Like I have to really just tuck it away and then I'll be okay. As long as he's okay and he doesn't give me anything. He has the highest likelihood of being okay because of his vaccination and frankly is probably prior inoculation and working in an ER for all this time. It's almost a, it's a statistical certainty that he's had this fucking thing and every other thing. That's what he thinks. Well, I mean, I'm sure that he has been living and working in a Petri dish for so long that his immune system is probably like, fuck you and your knives. Come on, COVID. I mean, he's basically like a New York beat cop. He's okay. Um, God bless him. But it's anybody can be susceptible and overrun at any time. I told time. you it's very at sad. one point he had a needle stick. Did I tell you about oh, that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And I'm like, well, as long as he wasn't HIV positive, he was. He actually was. As long was, as he honey. wasn't <laughs> hep C positive, he was. So we're just going to keep testing my blood for a while and put this box of like 500 condoms on the table as he's telling me about it and I thought you're ambitious <laughs> like that is- yeah you, you fuck you with your condoms don't come anywhere near me <laughs> with your again. weeping injured dick no 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 <laughs> oh god <laughs> well I, I, didn't, I didn't stick him with a with a with a venom needle that was not me that's a picture and you could say venom dick speaking v- listen dripping Sulfur smells like Hayden. Hayden smells like sulfur. What's but you can't watch Satan my neighbors is the thing. on their deck. <laughs> We're going to talk about what's important here. Holland okay. has a children's show with a 24-foot dick on it. Have you seen this? I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, how can you not? Come on. This is not the internet. The internet sensation? It was on PBS or NPR, one of them. They're, uh, yeah, uh, they did a children's show with a, with a guy, and his problem is his super long dick. And he's like standing in his house and flipping hot dogs with it on the grill in the backyard. You you don't know about this? I'll post it. In no, thing. it's Halise hel- put it on our. Yeah, page. it's for and it's designed for children. He's like a claymation figure with a super long penis, and they talk a little bit about consent. Like I'm trying to remember, it was so fucking weird. Like. Like when his dick went to go get the mail and some of the mailman was still there and you have to ask or wait till the mailman leaves before you put your dick on him to open the mailbox. He decided that I'll get my mail in private, like or whatever the. (laughs) (laughs) No, I thought everybody, I thought this was such old news that everybody had already heard about it, especially you. I would think that you would be interested in the. Oh, I'm interested. I've just never heard about it. (laughs) 
I'm interested in all things penile. Oh, God. Healthy, love healthy God penile. I love you. God love Healthy. You. Yeah. No needle sticks. Okay. Um, you can't take us anywhere. You really can't. You really can't. Well, Why is that? I started the year of kind of, instead of, you know, in response to Shonda's year of yes, I'm doing the year, yes. of, year of, I hope so. So I'll try. <laughs> year of, well, that didn't work. I already had that year. So I'm okay. <laughs> We're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the things is I know I need a lot more support and I need people cheering me on. And one of my friends in particular is definitely one of these journal every day successories kind of, you know, here's your 14 multi-step plan for the next 10 minutes. And it's like, okay. So I was like, I need some of that shit because I don't do any Is she a new Patreon supporter of ours? She certainly is, Michelle. Yay. So, yeah. So she's fantastic. <laughs> like, I know which friend this is. We've already discussed the, you know, really, really positive life affirming. If you would, if you are interested in making, making our household a much happier place, this is the way to empty the dishwasher style household rules and things she's very she's super successful and buttoned up because she does these fucking things which I don't do so I said look I need some of your magic wisdom let's do it she said, okay and she said can I bring a couple of other people yes you bring anybody you want so you know this one's a novelist this one's a cheerleader this one's a you know, all the things great 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 worked really hard to find a place that met all the requirements outside has heaters has hot chocolate has great food all the things that we need, blah, blah, blah. Went, did it 5.30 last night, early, the earliest possible seating so that there's few people and all the rest of it. We were so, and there was only, it ended up just being three of us. It just didn't work out for everybody. We were so ridiculous. It was like we were at the prom. We didn't know how to act. We didn't know what to do. <laughs> I, I, I it was haven't just, been out in so long. It, we, you can't, it's like you've lost all sense of propriety. You don't know what is happening. It, I swear to you, the law, first of all, part of it is the waiter's fault because he comes with this laundry list of options for... He was from Holland and for his a, dick for did the service. I swear to you, he came with this list of options. Well, it didn't help that by the time I got there, Michelle had already ordered hot water, not tea. She just ordered hot water, a cup of hot water. And that was difficult enough to communicate because I don't know why you would order this, but she just to warm her hands and warm herself up, just some hot water, maybe with some lemon. So she had that's that. my Nana. So he, came, my nana so he came back to the table when we were there. Hi, can I get you size, get you guys some water? And he said, we have, we have, um, bottled sparkling, bottled still, uh, regular, but regular tap, hot water. Like he listed off all these different ways. <laughs> and Jody just looked at him and she goes, first of all, unzip your jacket to the waiter. Not hi, not yes, not thank you. Unzip your jacket. Because they have these really funny saying shirts and she'd been there, you know, in the past month and she wanted to, she was trying to tell us what the shirt was. And so he looks at her and he goes, okay. So he unzips his jacket. I don't get paid We're enough We're outside and it said whatever it said, you know, like eat Joe's meat or whatever the fucking thing says, you know, haha. And then she goes, okay, you know, waves her hand again. And then he rattles off the water and she's, and I'm like, I'll just have tap water. It's fine. I don't want any, it's fine. Right. And he's walking away and she, she goes, yes, I'll have water. And as he's halfway away, she goes, in a glass. What the hell? As opposed to what? I guess she, directly from his no, mouth I, to her I mouth. I think that's what I, exactly what I said to her. I was like, he's gonna bring what? it back like a bird and spit it into your face. <laughs> yeah, like we went to the same place. <laughs> but even she was like, in a glass, unzip your jacket. So then we were laughing for two hours over the lunacy of this, and the best that we could recollect is her brain went to this place of I don't want the bottled water. I just want tap water. So it's it's like saying no worries and you're welcome. It's like all worries. Like you say the wrong thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> your worries, you know. It's like no. So she worry welcome. So, so in a glass was her way of saying not the bottled stuff. Oh, later when he came to describe the charcuterie plate, he was standing there pointing out all the stuff and we kept asking these questions. He had no fucking idea what he was bringing us. It was so evident. At one point described the cheese <laughs> this is a this is a sheep's milk oh excuse me this is a cow's milk cow cheese from spain uh they're fed mostly nuts so it's really nutty we said it's nutty spanish cow milk cheese and he says 
Yeah. And then he immediately pointed to what was right next to it just to fucking get off the idios- idiocy. Of yeah. what he says, right. And so he points and he goes, and these are grapes. And then he kept going and we're like, <laughs> I'm like, they're grapes. Can you tell us more about the grapes? <laughs> so when the manager came over later just to chit chat, hi, thanks for coming out. We're glad our restaurant's not gone under. Thank you. Thank you. These massive propane tanks keeping you hot. I bought all of it. Blah, blah, blah. Just talking about I'm a business. Thank you. Thank you. Whatever. So we were asking him about the cheese and he's like, yeah, that's, that's, um, that's like English goat milk cheese. It's not from Spain. There's no nuts. There's no cows. I don't even understand. This poor kid, you threw him with the unzip your jacket. In a glass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think your, my big fear of going back out there is like social anxiety. Yours is what's a fucking appropriate. We were, you guys don't even know. We were literally in. We were literally in the street. They have they have redone the sidewalks mm. so that past the curb they've cut the the road in half and made half of it available for restaurants to be out there. So you're sitting on asphalt. They had blankets on the chairs. They had heaters everywhere. Cars are driving by like really too close. It is. It is what it is. and Danger, danger. You know, and, and it, we were out there for a brief amount of time to laugh too hard and wear our masks and take them off to have a sip of food and a bite of grape. Welcome. And most of the time, and we did no talking that I needed, which probably was exactly what I needed. We didn't talk about any of the stuff that I'm working on. We mostly talked about penises, which really was really fun. So R- remind me again from where these grapes came. Stop it. We didn't even, and they're also... Michelle ate one and said, and they're bad. They were like sour. Oh. Isn't that funny? Properly sour grapes. And that was funny too. So who has grapes in February? What month is it? Right? I have my uh, cotton candy grapes that I froze when they were in season that I pull out as <clears throat> snacks and dessert these days. <clears throat> they're delicious. Sounds, sounds really sad. Hey, Amy. Hmm. What's cooking? Oh, did my gosh. On the, did you start baking? Or are you letting the mother grow? I can't successfully start sourdough starter. And I I don't know why I haven't given up. I'm not giving up on this fucker. I, I know the reason that it's not growing. And it's because the house is too cold. Because I live with an oh. Arctic snowman who refuses to turn on the fucking heat. Um, my children wear coats upstairs in their bedrooms. They yell. He shuts the heat off all the time. He fucking does. He changes the password so we can't turn the heat on. He checks. He's not a, he's not an, I wish he was a fucking Docker nerd. I super wish it. He's not. He's totally oblivious and unconcerned with saving money or smart economic moves or anything. He doesn't care about any of that shit. It's wanton generosity on all fronts except the heat. And then... He is worse than Stuart trying to play beat the GPS on driving to a destination. Every month, he checks the national and the local wattage usages to make sure that we're below of what we're, you know, our our heat bill is like $18. It's the most ridiculous amount. We have an, we built a new home. We spent extra money to have a, a raised, sealed crawl space. Everything is super hyper efficient. And he turns the shit. We don't even fucking use it. And it's not that cold here. Oh, my God. So the whole house is not warm enough for the air quotes room temp sourdough starter to actually start. Right. So it keeps taking longer and longer and longer. And I'm sticking with it because it's part of this whole year of, okay, that I'm trying to do where everyday discipline, such a fucking foreign concept to me, except when I'm being dragged. Like the rest of my life, I had this incredible work ethic and sense of discipline not because it was from some internal motor it was I'm being dragged and if I don't overtake the boat that's dragging me along the water I'm going to disintegrate so it was this constant you know climb up the rope get in front get in the driver's seat now I'm driving the boat okay oh there's another boat dragging my boat like it was never and when all those things are gone it is so liberating and so freeing but there's also this very real sensation that I could just float here for a fucking minute and I don't have to do any of this stuff. I do love that feeling. I do not work outside of the house. I mean, I volunteer for a few things, but I I do not. I, part of me really wants to get a job and part of me loves the fact that I don't have one. Um, Yesterday, while my spouse was gone, I cleaned out the pantry. I went into the Tupperware cabinets and I purged all the stuff that has like that white film on it from 
the last dishwasher we had that used crystals and not the the pads, um, I purged out all of this stuff and I, I started going cabinet to cabinet and I thought, I have the time to do this because I want to do this right now, not because it has to get done or shit. Well, t- when you opened the Tupperware cabinet before, everything <laughs> fell out on you. Yeah, everything. It was it was really a commercial. And now they all nest nicely in each other and they're it's just it's dreamy. And you know that feeling when your desk is clean? You know, I don't know if you know it anymore. You know that feeling when you have like one space that that I've never had a cleared inbox, so I don't know what that feels like, but I imagine the cleared inbox for some people or voicemails are all cleared out. That feeling is really good, and I know I'm never going to have it on a large scale with a, with a perfectly organized home, but if I could find that piece by piece, I had that when I used to work, but I, if I could find it now piece by piece, I think that's my way. I make my bed every morning now. Because it's one thing I can do to start my day right. And I know when I come upstairs, if I've just done laundry and I'm bringing it into my room, it's not going on like a pile of comforters. And I, I just, I really think that it's important to have both of those situations, the the organization and, and the drive and the draw and that, let me just, like you said, float here for a minute and let me just enjoy where I am right now. Well, there's something to be said for having zero expectation beyond I'm taking a moment. The problem becomes when you have waited so long to take that moment, the, the, the moment becomes the new reality and there's no, there's no restarting again. It's like once you shut off the motor, it doesn't restart, doesn't restart in the same way or it doesn't restart at all. And that's the situation that I'm in. What I'm finding is that now that I've sold the business and I am officially, it's January, there's no more, I don't have to start until the new year, all this kind of stuff. Even the way I just said that, don't have to start. Now I've completely flipped in the span of four, you know, four and a half short work days to I'm starting to get irritated. Antsy is probably a fair word, but it's a little, little judgy. I do start to get a little antsy when I can't get back to my writing or to my task or to my thing that I've set up that I'm doing. That's my work now. The kids were having kind of a lot of fun saying, hey, what did you do today? Right now that they've clued into this idea that, you know, uh, I'm dressed up and going to work, but there's didn't you sell your business? Like, what are you doing? So it's like, yeah, this is my work. And I actually said, well, I worked on this or I accomplished that, blah, 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 about the novel. And then I said, um, I said, because that's my work now. And as it popped out of my mouth, they sort of accepted it like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But it felt so great to be able to officially say that's my work now, as opposed to this is this thing that I'm just doing for me or it's on the side or it's my whatever. This notion that I've bought myself a year's worth of time. And there, so the clock is ticking. I've got a year, maybe, you know, depending on how I play my cards right, it could be longer than that, where, where there is no financial requirement for me at the outside minimum. And this is what I'm doing. So there are no more excuses. There is not enough sourdough that can keep me from my mission, especially when I can't even fucking produce sourdough. It's a naturally occurring bacterial process that I can't jumpstart. It doesn't make a girl feel good, right? It's just real. It's like a flaccid penis. Makes you kind of sad. It's like, why are you not springing to life? There's only so much pineapple juice I can pour on you. It's ridiculous. So I'm just trying to say, (sighs) maybe that should, I moved it over to the oven. We'll see. But that's where things are. I don't know what to say to you. And I feel like this whole sourdough, this notion of I want to clean out the cabinets because I feel like I can now. This I'd like things to be and the and the complete sense of total rejuvenation of just having that done and feeling like there's less garbage around me and on me and in me right now. Oh, in me. Couldn't do couldn't do that for all of 2020 despite the entire year of needing and, and theoretically having the time to do it. And Godspeed to the people who did spend that year right. make puttering with sourdough and redoing their garden and, and completely, you know, redressing the attic and building another thing behind the house. I, there was no money, time, energy, spirit, urgency, effort. No, it just couldn't coalesce to make that happen. So if it's happening in January on any level, I get it. I also think that your new habit of exercise is part of the motor that is clicking to life the other gears that are creating a bigger engine in you. 
And I feel six like six months later. Yeah, I do. Is I that do. how long it takes for no. me to get motivated? I, I think it took three months for you to generate a daily habit. And it took an, another month or a month and a half to turn it into um, something you look forward to. And now it's, it is something you look forward to. It's a part I wouldn't, of, I wouldn't go that far. It's a part of your, you look forward to it. If you didn't get to do it, you'd be thinking, I need to do that. I want to do that. I don't feel right unless I do that. I still don't enjoy it. Stuart said just the other day, I'm sad for you. I'm like, pick a topic. Thanks, googly uh, eyes. What the fuck? <laughs> he said, you know, you work hard and you don't get the endorphins and you don't get the joy from it. And I said... I'll tell you, you're right. I don't get endorphins from it, but I'll tell you what I do get. I get like for 20 to 45 minutes, depending on what I do, I get another human who I feel like is talking directly to me that is supportive of the a struggle that I'm going through. So if they say, all right, do this, and I can't, and they make eye contact with that camera and they say, you got this, you can. And I think, did you fucking just hear me? Like there are individuals and I occasionally will send a Facebook, nope, an Instagram instant message saying, I do your stretch every day. I don't even think I'd be human. There's a five minute stretch that I do every morning, which is really just a a back. It's like a spinal twist, which you can do in bed. Athletic back. And and here of all of your things go. But I have that one disc that'll go And I do this stretch with her. And I don't even think I could go downstairs and and fend off the dogs who are like, mommy, 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 mommy. If I didn't first move my body in a way that made, I don't know, standing up like a possibility. So I, I send an occasional text that says thank you. And they write back. These are accessible humans who are on my side. That's what I get from it. I don't get the... Wow, that felt great. You know what I did? My husband went to Florida and he um, probably went to Perkins while he was there and got me a dozen chocolate chip cookies. And I can, that gives me endorphins. The way that (laughs) cookie and chip for some reason just melts in my mouth, that is fucking endorphins. When I post a picture of me wearing my favorite shirt and everybody says, yeah, yeah, fuck you and your blood, that shirt is dope. I want to support you. And this project you're doing, where can I get it? Tpublic.com, brilliant observations. <laughs> that is endorphins for me. That is where I don't need to see 300 likes. I need to see support of an effort that I have made. Because uh, there's a time in your life where you feel like, why even put forth effort? It doesn't matter. Initially, it was, well, I'm married. Do I really need to have a healthy whatever? Do I need to work out? You know, I'm pretty content in this pile of cookies that I'm sitting in right now. But to find that human who says, and I think my daughter has really summed it up well in her her new catchphrase in our house is to me, at a girl. <laughs> and and Ethan will do something or he'll he'll Actually, while Stuart was away, he took Ethan's car and Ethan got to drive the Tesla everywhere he wanted to go. So he came home holding that little car-shaped key and Mallory comes down and sees him put it down. Oh, did you just add a boy? Her add a boy and add a girl is everything. And if you're finding it in some way or any way or I just I really find that so rewarding and it's the smallest thing. It's the eye contact with somebody who can't see you on a on a screen on your bike, or I I I need it, and that's where it's I find it. It's not a small it. thing. And it's actually a huge thing. It harkens back to what we discovered from that book, Burnout, where they talk about all the things that you need. Exactly what you're describing is one of the core tenets, and you're getting it in a reliable, consistent way, and you weren't getting it before. Amen. Yes, it's the perfect thing. I agree. I agree. Here's where I do click in with what Stuart was saying about I wish that you could feel the endorphins I wish it too well you can and you will at some point but here's what I'm I'm trying to set up for you I don't know how you feel when you have sex my thinking is that you like it a lot so that tells me that this is a reliable pleasure center for you where you get that same sort of overwhelming physical rush. Your body takes off in a way that your mind is no longer directing. Everything is firing and it feels like 
just this overwhelming, oh my Lord, okay, got it, got it. And every single thing is taking off and doing what it's supposed to do as if it was created for this moment, right? So you know what that's like because you have that in sex because you have sex all the time. That's what the that's what runner's high is. That's what the endorphins ru- endorphin rush is like. And you only get there after you beat yourself down to such a point where you trigger that fight or flight or freeze response and your body takes over and it's like, hang on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you. And then everything comes running and it's like, I don't need, I can't even feel the pain. I'm gonna shoot you up Rambo style, pow, pow, pow. And my feet are clipped in and let's ride, bitches. Woo, Peloton! You know. Yeah, I don't know from that. That happens <laughs> after minute 18. It just takes longer. So the day that you make the concerted decision to ride until you get there, you know, push until you pass out, go, 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 your body will take over and you'll get it. And it's just a question of it doesn't, it's not that it takes longer to get there. It's a combination of the sustained activity at such an urgent level. If you were going to the point where I'm going to give every single piece of effort that I have immediately and not stop until I run out of gas, you might get there in about six minutes, right? Because you're going full <laughs> tilt. No, that's the truth. If you were you know, running like from sex, a, if you were running from a, <laughs> predator right versus I'm running for myself I'm running to make it to 20 minutes I have to run for 20 minutes anyway how long can I run to how what speed can I run and still be running in 20 minutes so at some point just to decide this is the day that I'm going to push past the fear of knowing what that shitty bottom feels like because that's what I'm going to get through it on the other side on the other side of that is this it's and it is it is fucking great it's fucking great. I'll tell you if I ever get there. Now I know what I'm looking for. Um, I'll tell you if I ever get there without without a Perkins cookie in my face. I'll tell you. I don't need it to come from that. I think just the 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 pat on the back of the attaboy that I get is is I, I don't want to say inspiring, but it's enough for now. But it's not that it's not that rush. It's not that. And, and Brian feeling. used to say all the time, I forget who the particular guy was, but it's someone very well known and highly regarded, a hockey player who would always, who would work out incessantly and he would he would have these really intense workouts and he Brian would always hold him up as the example to the kids because he would do it every single day. He would go harder than everybody else. And you would think he's just one of these people that likes to exercise. And it was absolutely not the case. He said vocally all the time, loudly, I hate workouts. I hate exercise. I can't stand it. I That's dr- my screen name I on Peloton. It. <laughs> I dread it. I can't stand it. I don't have, it makes, it's, it's the worst thing. I don't look forward to it. It's not anything that I want to do, but you know what? I recognize that it makes me a better player. I know it's what I need to do. And that's what pushes me in to do it every day and to do it as hard as I possibly can because I'm getting better each time. So it's not like you don't necessarily have to find joy in crushing your bones into a pulp or whatever it takes to get you through the ride, right? It's part of it is knowing part of your attaboy is that you got on the bike and got off it again. There's a huge attaboy in having done, right? Let's celebrate you clipped in today at all. The The hardest part is getting clipped on the bike. <laughs> Will you have to clip in? I that guess bike? it's your lingo. I love it. I love it. Hey, I want to ask you. They say all the time, it's the thought that counts. <laughs> is that fucking true? Well, uh, for the person who did the thinking, maybe. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not buying it. You know, we have a really great realtor who's helped us in Florida and Stuart wants to do something for him. And I'm like, hmm. Okay, he is getting paid, but they are lovely. They're a lovely couple. Like, how about a little gift card to uh, a restaurant where they can go and have like dinner on us or something like that? And but for me, when it comes to giving a gift, I I think the thought is what creates a really good gift. Like, I think if you know the person and you put the thought in you get the right gift for the right person. So just saying, well, it's a thought that counts. Oh, oh, then could I have just texted you? And when I thought about you and said, hey, by the way, thanks so much for the extra work you put in. Like, is it really just the thought that counts or is it the gift that counts? It, it's the gift that counts. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> interpret it's the thought that counts in the same way that you seem to be interpreting it. When I hear it's the thought that counts, that means you just gave me a really shitty gift. Even if you thought it was going to be a great gift, 
Like, I don't think it's the thought that counts is a way of saying, so I won't be getting you. Here's a tip. Next time, learn to be a better waiter. Like, that's not a tip, right? It's the thought that counts. <laughs> no, it's the trans- yeah, it's the thought that counts when that translates into, and so I'm not getting you a gift. No, that's not what that means. No, I'm getting you a shitty gift because I, I thought, well, I thought of you. So, n- no, if you really thought of me, you would have realized that getting me a gift card would have been nice so that we can celebrate that you don't live here anymore and we don't need to sell your fucking <laughs> house anymore. <laughs> like, you're not our problem anymore. I always thought the phrase, it's the thought that counts, was something that, you know, the Bowser gift recipient says to another person who's in the know to make themselves feel okay with not being depressed over this shitty gift. Like it's not something that you get to say proactively when giving a shitty or half-assed or wrong gift. If you're saying that as a way to pre-excuse giving you a, giving a shitty gift, you should stop and not gift because the thought that counts, right. you've already had the thought and it didn't And it's not a good shit. thought. Thank you. So <laughs> it's you're not done. a good thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, my niece turns, Stuart's niece, my niece, turns 25 today. Happy birthday. So I was going to send her these baked by Melissa Love little them. gluten-free cupcakes. That's dumb. Make and then by the gluten. time they did shipping and everything else, I'm like, I think she'd rather get the cash. And then Stuart said, well, it's the thought that counts. I'm like, I don't even know what you mean there. That, no, that's, so he do I understand. Ugh. Do I give her the cupcakes? Do I give her, like, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's the thought that counts. You can't use that anymore. He that phrase is no he's longer. Doing. He's eating dog toys. <laughs> the man, stop <laughs> it. My Lord and my God. No. I am. I am really looking forward to 10 years from now when he aspirates on another tiny thing that's randomly in something he was drinking. That's fucked up. And I'm sorry, Stu, if I laughed too hard and wet myself over the fact that you almost died. I do want to thank you, Stuart, and all of our dear listeners for listening. We are so grateful for you. And when we see our numbers on this silly website we go to <laughs> crawling up, that is our Atta Girl. And I really appreciate that because now you know I kind of need it. If you if, if I want to keep riding, uh, eating the cookie, cleaning out the pantry, and I don't I don't want to ask for it, although I just did. So your listenership, your five-star reviews, your, I don't know, logging on and purchasing of that awesome Be Kind of a Bitch t-shirt and your Patreon support is my Atta Girl. And for that, we are so grateful and just thankful for you. Truth, truth, truth. Looking forward to more good times to come and happy to be with you and looking forward to hearing from more of you. So keep it coming, gang. Love it. Bye. (laughs) Atta Girl. (laughs) 